Father, we want to bless your holy name once again this morning. We draw our heart near to you this morning. We offer to you everything that we are, that we represent. Our strength we lay down before your altar this morning. We declare, O oh God, that there is none like you in heaven, on earth, and beneath. Ruler of all, it's you this morning that we have come to acknowledge. The lover of our soul, the redeemer of our life, the one who has surnamed us and commissioned us to stand this day in the honor of his name. We rejoice in you this morning. It is another beautiful, wonderful, blessed day that you have created and given unto us as a testimony of your love and mercy. As we begin this day, Father, we declare once again that your kingdom come, that your will, Father, be established that your purpose find, O oh God, expression in our lives. Everything, O oh God, that we are, that we represent, we offer as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. For indeed, it is our reasonable service. We do not conform to this world system, but rather we are transformed this day by the renewing of our mind. I declare this morning, King of glory. <clears throat> My Father and King and Lord, sit over, preside over. In the revelation of your Son, our, our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, teach us, bring us deeper, take us deeper. Help us to see. <clears throat> Help us to hear. Help us to know the things of your heart. As you unfold them to creation this morning, we pray that our life indeed will be an attraction. An attraction for the redemption of creation. We thank you. I bless your name this morning. And from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, your name will be proclaimed in the earth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, this morning that indeed you will be glorified. You will be exalted in our midst. You will do the things that only you can do. And we wait on you. We trust in you. We put our hope in you. I put my hope in you this morning. Take your place, have your way. Rule and reign over this atmosphere. Let the ministration of this word this morning once again set our heart on a journey. Bring us to the place where we can see with clarity, fullness. Help us to come to the fullness of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ascended Christ, 
seated at the right hand of the Father. We thank you, O God. Thank you, Father, for miracles, healing, deliverance that will be taking place even as your word goes forth. Thank you for men and women that you'll be stirring their heart who will go for you, O God, yes, this morning. Thank you, Lord, for ministry that you will be realigning men and women that you'll be correcting, yes. Father, thank you, Father, for those new ministry that you're already steering, preparing for this new day. Everyone, oh God, locating their rightful place and functioning in the grace of the call upon their life. I thank you. We honor you. Thank you. Oh, Father, I thank you. My heart is filled with gratitude. I rejoice in you. I celebrate you. Lord, my hands lifted to you this morning and proclaim there is none like you, Yahweh. Ruler of all, King of the nations, eternal Father, Almighty God, you rule and reign. Take your place, have your way this morning. Yes, this is not a show, it is a call to worship. I bow before you. Oh, hallelujah! Glory to Jesus. He is worthy of worship, he's worthy of honor, he's worthy of glory. Thank you. We just take this time to honor you and declare who you are and what you are to us. Thank you. Thank you for faith rising up this morning. Thank you for a new sense of hope. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your love that, yes, overwhelms our heart this morning. Thank you for renewal, newness, new beginning. Thank you, Father, for equipping, empowerment. Oh, thank you, Father, for the spirit of divine energizement. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for the grace to be illuminated this morning. Washed, cleansed. Yes, through the power of your word. Thank you, Father, for the rebranding, the renewing. Yes, an upgrade of our vision. Thank you, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we take time this morning just to pray and call upon your name and put our hope once again, yes, in the things that you have declared and spoken. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. You watch over your word to perform in our lives, yes. Thank you, Lord, this morning that we are indeed like that water poured out for the healing of the nations. We thank you. Honor and glory to you. Praise your name, Father. Amen and amen. If you are joining me this morning, I want to welcome you once again to the Porter's Gate online broadcast. This is a platform heaven has ordained for this uh, moment in time, for this season in time, for this epoch. Yes, for his will and counsel to be revealed, to be manifest. This is a platform. This is a ministry God has enmarked for the transformation, the reformation, and of course, the information, yes, of the church. We need to be informed. We cannot be transformed or reformed without being informed. The truth must be formed in us. That is the meaning of information. Information means a knowledge that transforms, amen, a knowledge that is imparted into our heart, amen, 
that that informs us this knowledge has been formed you see when knowledge comes to us they comes in you know in, in trickles they come in you know scattered but when they are formed into one you know whole you know uh, reality or life if you will uh, when knowledge comes to become what defines amen our philosophy then that knowledge fulfills amen its purpose that's what is called information it's not just the acquired knowledge of, of things it's not just to know about things it's for that thing that we are informed about to change us to 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 bring us to a point a place where indeed we can say we are true amen reflector or representative of such knowledge and that's what we are called to do we are called to bring information to the body of Christ we are called to bring transformation we are called to bring amen reformation and of course restoration to the body of Christ this is the four core pillars of our ministry our ministry amen is is uh, is discipleship based is leadership amen driven and of course we want to uh, see to the fulfillment amen of divine governance in every sphere of life so i'm just basically once again telling you what we stand for in case you don't know amen this is what we stand for our ministry amen is discipleship based we want to disciple people to be like christ we're not discipling people to you know to be like somebody else or to you know just to be part of an organization our discipleship is to bring people into amen that point and place where their life mirrors christ amen to creation so once again welcome to the potter's gate a point a place where we pray we believe in the power of prayer we believe in intercession this ministry was born through the ministry of intercession amen it's been carried amen through the ministry of prayer and intercession it will continue to intercede we believe in the power of prayer Prayer remind us of who we are, what we are, amen, who have sent us, amen. Prayer always bring us back to that point and place, amen, of perspective. When you find yourself, you know, uh, you know, derailing from the core, from the purpose of God, from the mind of Christ, from the intentions of God, amen, it tells you that, amen, your prayer life, amen, is dropping. But when you pray, when you continue to pray, you continue to seek the Lord in the place of prayer. Prayer will always bring you, amen, to perspective. Prayer will always align your heart, all right? Prayer will always put you, amen, in that point and place, amen, where you are able to hear and see, amen, the things that are happening in the heavenly realm. You are able to understand, amen, the measure of your grace and walk, amen, in the capacity that heaven has ordained for you. So prayer to us, amen, it's not just about getting something from God. It's also about aligning ourselves. It's about empowering us. It's about building us. It's about keeping us on that straight and the narrow path. We believe in the power of prayer. Of course, we also believe in fasting. Fasting helps us, amen, to, to align, amen, to, to the mind of God, to the will of God, amen. Fasting keeps us in that straight and narrow path, amen. It allows us to remain disciplined whenever we feel, amen, you know, burdened and tired, amen, and, and, and you know, I, I, and we find ourselves not, 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 not pressing into the things of God, not loving the things of God. It's just a time, amen, to wait on God and allow him to renew us. Fasting will refresh us, amen. We believe in fasting we believe in meditation the bible says we must meditate on the word of god it's not enough just to read and study the word of god but we believe in keeping our mind stay on the word of god we believe in abiding, amen, in the things that God says. We believe in taking a scripture and just allow that scripture to minister to us, amen, 
as we continue through our day, you know, day-to-day activity, we believe in the power of meditation. Meditation as a way, amen. Of course, when we say meditation, we're talking about, amen, keeping our mind focused on the word of God, focused on what God has said or is saying to us. We believe, amen, in just allowing the word of God to wash our mind. You see, the mind is very trickery. The mind is very deceptive, amen. The mind, of course, that resides within the faculties of your soul, amen, can be very deceptive. So when you meditate on the word of God, it allows your mind to be focused on what matters. It allows your mind to be to be productive, amen, spiritually. It allows your mind, amen, to, 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 to maintain, amen, that posture of, of one that will, you know, respond in obedience to the voice of God, to the mind of God. Yes, you know, a meditation will open you up to hear the voice of the Spirit, amen. The things of God becomes clearer and more amplified, amen, to you. Yes, meditation will zero you, amen, zero your mind to the things that God is emphasizing at each interval of your journey of your walk yes when you meditate on the word of god you grow you 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 are nourished by amen the word of god amen the things of god can begin to develop in you and of course gain ascendance from that point of meditation you begin to hear you begin to know you begin to see things by the spirit you begin to pick the things of the spirit remember all of this is to basically brand us empower us spiritually amen yes as spiritual people we need to grow and we cannot grow amen without meditation of course we believe amen in 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 reading the scripture yes we believe in listening to the word of god and we believe in studying the word of god reading the scripture listening to scripture and studying the scripture amen are two, are, are two different things but we need all of those amen so all these basic principles allow us to have a solid spiritual you know foundation of course and then we believe amen in responding in obedience to the voice of god to the mind of god once god spoke twice have we heard amen but we cannot hear god if the basic things that i've just mentioned are not there in our life we've got to practice them it's not enough just to believe them but we've got to practice them those are the things that form the foundation amen of our, of our life that defines the framework of our spirituality that defines amen the footing of what we build upon amen we believe in these things we believe in studying i mean we believe in reading we believe in making research amen we believe amen in transforming society amen all of these things gives us key amen our inroad into the heart of god and of course into the concept of representing the amen the purpose of god as members of the ecclesia we are part of the body of christ we believe amen in the oneness of the body but we also believe amen in the multi-dimensional uh, uh, place and function of the body yes the body is one but the body is made up of many members and i'm spoke excuse me i'm speaking about the church amen the body is, is one, but the body is made up of many members, and each member has its unique amen, place and function within the overall amen, calling and purpose of the body of Christ. So each of us have amen, a, a place amen, to, 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 you know, to, to function, amen. And we believe in training and developing ourselves, amen. I, I don't want to uh, you know, overstep my boundary. I want to remain within amen, the boundary of grace that God has given to me. I want to be able to function there so that I can support supply whatever the lord will have me supply to the general body amen so the body can grow thereby there are there are 
you know, there are things that we are doing right now that is contributing, amen, to the development of the body of Christ in Zimbabwe, amen, in, in Botswana, hallelujah, in Mozambique, yes, yes, in Angola, yes, there are things that we are doing today where, where I am right now that is contributing to the development of the body of Christ in Kenya, yes, in Nigeria, in Ghana, yes, in Cameroon, yes, in Ivory Coast, yes, in Liberia, in Libya, yes, in, in, in Somalia, there are things that we are doing, amen, as part of the body of Christ, amen, that is causing the development of the church, amen, yes, uh, even to become even more pronounced in Europe, in America, in Asia, uh, amen, if we function, if every one of us locate and understand what we have been called into, amen, and we function there, we abide there, amen, it, it, it has a way, amen, of helping and transforming and making the, the, the job of other people in other parts of the world even more easier, so let's abide, let's, let's understand what we have been called into, amen, and let's remain there, let's grow in it, amen, yes, as, as, as I'm doing what God has called me to do right now, I'm assisting my sister, amen, Priscilla, or somebody else, amen, to carry out, amen, our own mission, yes, that's how the, the body functions, we believe in the body, amen, we believe in the functioning of the body, the body is multi, you know, dimensional, the body is multifunctional, yes, the body is very complex, yes, the body is simple, yes, Christ is the head of the body. We believe that we submit to Christ, amen, who is our head. We believe, amen, in headship in the body of Christ. We believe in leadership, amen, but we don't believe in tyrannical leadership. We don't believe in those, amen, who seek to take advantage, who seek to, you know, oppress the people of God. We don't believe in the Pharaoh kind of leadership within the within the church. In fact, they are not part of the church. There's a church out there that sound like, that look like, amen, members of the body of Christ, but are not. And therefore, uh, these are part of the things that we train people, amen, to have clarity, to develop insight, amen, to have understanding, maturity, amen, in discernment so we can know, amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, the wolves amen that are pretending to be you know to you know you know to be shaped we want to identify we want to understand amen who we are and what we represent amen so that we can easily flow into each other and then of course we can put at bay that which is contrary to the counsels of god well, I just felt somebody maybe needed to hear this this morning, all right? These are the things that we believe. These are the things that we practice, amen? And so, once again, uh, uh, this morning, we are going to continue to look into God's word. We've been dealing with, amen, the principle amen, of missions as we, as we, as we, as we study the book of Acts, the, God has been speaking to us through the book of Acts, so many things, amen, has been unfolding, and, uh, and of course, by now, I'm sure you are used to the way, amen, that we, we bring the word, amen, uh, as we, as we journey through the chapters, amen, we allow, amen, the various emphases of the spirit, amen, to, to, to lead us deeper, we allow the things, amen, that, you know, are, are written to speak to us, and from there, we, we try to expand, amen, on them. Uh, you know, we probe the heart of God, the mind of God, so that we can really pick, amen, what the Lord, amen, is saying to us. And now we can adjust, amen, within our own, you know, practice today as the as the church, as the body of Christ. Because, I mean, it's it's not a gainsay that when you look at the church today, we are far, so far away from what has been, amen, written from what we have seen in the word of God. And we are saying, yes, uh, uh, it, it's quite bad, but it's, 
it's it's it, it, it's salvageable we can change things amen we can reform things we can bring things back amen to their rightful you know place and position yes and this is what we are doing so basically our work at this point amen is a work of reform is a work amen of 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 restoration and of course the work of redemption and we are looking at all of this amen as 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 a as a mission to the body of Christ because we know that when the body of Christ is realigned and fixed amen when the body of Christ is empowered and enriched amen when the body of Christ is back to that po point and place amen of truth and we live our life amen in the understanding amen of the divine order and pattern that heaven amen has given to us it's easy for us to go out there amen and represent Christ what is the pattern Jesus lived his life in full obedience amen to the will and to the purpose of his father for three and a half years amen until today amen two thousand years you know uh, uh, after we are still living within the within the context within the understanding amen of the things that jesus did amen paul came amen and 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 further pushed amen the other apostles and disciples the other came amen, excuse me they came and pushed further amen the things that the lord laid down so it's not about the longevity of what we're doing amen it's about getting it right and i think that is uh, uh, an important key that personally i'm trying to amen bring to the body of christ that we we just need to find amen and and realign ourselves to the divine order to the divine pattern all right yes it's a build according to the pattern i showed you so we need revelation revelation that is not mingled that is not you know polluted by our mind by our idea there are all kinds of things that we call revelation amen that have become the extension amen of man's idea that have become an extension amen of our own denomination of our own preferences amen there are things that we are saying there are things that we love amen as members of the body of christ amen that that you know that are shaped from you know human philosophy ideas traditions amen and we have inculcated those things into the church and we're seeing that we're doing everything but uh, things are not responding amen the things of god are not responding as we expect why because we have polluted amen the the, the old value we have we have mixed all kinds of things amen we have tried to you know spice things up to make them sound nice make them feel nice okay today we're trying to be apologetic when it comes to the things of god all right when we read the scripture then we bring our you know our democratic you know our you know our political mind all right and say well maybe this is not what god is saying maybe the lord didn't mean it that way you see we are becoming even more wiser than than the holy spirit than the than the scripture today we are trying to you know uh, you know manage the things of god so that we don't sound too uh, uh too challenging or too difficult amen we we we, we, we want to be cozy with the world system but the word amen the word of god and the world are two different things you are in this world but you are not of the world amen we are we are here as salt and light amen to change to reform to transform society amen and not the other way around so we as as members amen of the of the of the body of christ within potter's gate amen are seeking to restore amen the honor of god the glory of god the truth of god's word amen let let anyone who wants to follow amen count the cost that's what the scripture says. Do you want to do you want to follow Jesus? He said, count the cost. Counting the cost starts by you saying to yourself, Amen. Am I ready to forfeit the values that I've embraced, the things that I've embraced, the ways that I've embraced? All right. Yes. And and and, and leave them to follow what the word of God, what the Lord, Amen, will have me. 
Amen. You know, follow. Am I ready to, to live my life via the principle of God's word or am I ready to mix the two? If you're living via, you know, mixture, sorry, you're not going to get the kind of response. At least that I know because I have tried to do that. I've tried to mix the two. Or I, or I maybe, I, no, I discovered that it doesn't work. If you want the same kind of result that you read, a lot of us like to romance, amen, the miracles, the blessings, the, you know, the great things that we read about. We like it. We, we fantasize about them, all right? But guess what? To see those things become a reality, we have to live our life via the same value standards and principle. That's why the things of God are established in values or else they would have just said, use any measure, use any standard. Amen. Whenever God speaks, he speaks, amen, with such accuracy. All right. When he told, you know, Noah to build, he gave him a standard. He gave him a measurement. When he told them to build amen, uh, uh, the temple, he gave him a standard. He gave him a measurement. He told them the quality of material they must use. Amen. There were things he said, no, he doesn't want. So we have to understand that we cannot bring our own idea. We cannot bring our own preference. We cannot bring our own standard, amen, to the things of God, amen. If we want to see the kind of result, if we want to, particularly if we say we are called of God, we're standing for God, we're representing God, of course, that's what I'm talking about. Then we cannot bring our own standard. We have to, amen, employ the values, the standard that God, amen, has given to us. So this is not a ministry for everybody. This is not something that everybody's going to embrace this is not something that everybody is going to like all right because when you raise the bar you're going to be stepping on toes people are going to hate you for you know yesterday i was saying it that you know you go to a place you declare the word of god in fact before you even begin to declare people just hate you and you wonder what have i done what are, what did i say you know you, it's not what you said it's what you represent is what you represent is who you represent amen people will hate you so if you are if you are not free amen from the issue of insecurity or you want everybody to be in your good book maybe you're one of those kind of people that when when you preach you want everybody to tell you how wonderful you've you've preached then guess what get ready amen for compromise because listen to this if you're going to do that you're not going to live for god you're not going to please god amen there are things that i have declared many a times that i know that yes uh, uh, the people that are listening to me it impacts their life it demands change from them all right and and that's just the truth and we do not have an apology amen for for standing because if we want to stand for god and follow god then we must be ready for god and his counsel and his word to continually adjust us all right and this is why the scripture says if you want to follow him you've got to what take up your cross daily all right it's the cross that has the Rather, the cross has the ability, amen, to keep our voice, to keep our, you know, the voice of our flesh shut down. Yes. We've got to crucify the flesh daily because sometimes the, the flesh, amen, will manifest its, its pride and tell you, and, and tell you things like, who does he think he is to say, to mention such a thing, to say such a thing? Well, it's not me. It's just the standard of God's word. I'm trying to raise the standard. In fact, I'm not raising it beyond, amen, the measure that the standard has been raised. You can't, you can't raise the standard beyond the measure, amen. We're just saying, let's go back to the Asian path. Let's relocate, all right? So that what God, amen, have said as a promise amen for the redemption of creation for the redemption of our life amen for the transformation of society can become real the power of god will only be manifest amen in the life of those who give god the journey of obedience so we want to live our life amen in that order of life so that what god have said 
can flow out of us. Bible says while Elijah was still praying, the fire fell. Understand it. While he was still praying, the fire fell. How would you like to amen, walk in that kind of order of life? You know, it's not just about the prayer that Elijah prayed. It's about the things that Elijah did before he prayed. It's about the way Elijah lived his life before he prayed. Amen. It's about his determination to walk. Amen. To submit. To live. Amen. In accordance to heaven's order. Whenever we do that, heaven always responds. God is not God is not wicked, amen. God is not a tyrant. God is not, you know, a tax master. All right. No, when you give God the journey, He does what I mean. There's a there's a there are things that He does. There are things that you must do. Amen. Yes, He does the spiritual part. You do the obeying part. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let, let's let's go further this morning. I just feel that uh, you know we, we 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 need to highlight this point and uh, continue to develop amen the value system the standard amen that is required in the restoration of god's prophetic intentions for our day we've been dealing with amen act chapter 13 giving us a standard a powerful spiritual blueprint in relating to missions amen we are called to be missionaries in the things that we do amen we must uh, develop that mission mindset we must be mission driven amen like i said yesterday everything that 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 reflects our life that our life amen speaks into must carry the objective amen of a missionary amen meaning that we we are sent we are representing amen god and his intention whatever we do amen we've got to see it from the light of i've been sent i'm a missionary i've been i've been called empower remember another word for missionary basically amen is apostolos the sent ones yes in fact the word missionary comes from the word apostolos all right we are all sent to do something like i said yesterday not even going into relationship or marriage amen without you knowing the purpose amen why god is sending you into that relationship there is something that god wants to achieve everything that god amen is doing within and outside our life are redemptional are redemptive by nature all right and it's important that we see that when you see that amen it, it becomes easy for us to tackle things for us to know how to handle things for us to see things all right the way the lord will have us see them let's look at scripture i'm gonna just read one or two scripture then then we'll move into some other things let's go back to act chapter 13 verse 6 says they traveled through the whole island until they came to you know pamphos they met a jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named by jesus who was an attendant of the proconsul sonjus palos the proconsul an intelligent man sent for barnabas and saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elamas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, full of the spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, looked straight at Elamas, this sorcerer guy, and said, You are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. You will never stop perverting the right way of the Lord. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him. The judgment of God was swift. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed. For he was amazed at the teaching of the word 
That's where we stopped yesterday. Beautiful scripture. The Bible says, amen, in verse 13, from Pamphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Pagia and Pamphylia, where, amen, John left them to return to Jerusalem. That's the, their helper. From, from Persia, they went to uh, uh, you know, Pisidian, Antioch. On, on the Sabbath, they entered into amen, the synagogue. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and sat down. After reading from the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent words to them, saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exaltation from the people, please speak. Standing up, Paul mentioned, Paul, excuse me, standing up, Paul mentioned with his hand and said, fellow Israelites and Gentiles who worship God, not that fellow Israelites and Gentiles. So the church at this point, amen, has, has, has become a point where two, you know, a two uh, 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 community mates. Back in the days, you know, the, 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 the Gentiles are not even allowed to worship you know, within the within the synagogue, but at this point we are seeing a, man, a kind of uh, a coming together. The Bible says Paul standing up, you know, uh, um, motioned with his hand and said, "Fellow Israelites and you Gentiles and fellow Israelites and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our ancestors. He made the people prosper during their." Stay in Egypt with mighty power. He led them out of out of out of that country for about forty years. He endured, amen. For about forty years, he, he endured their uh, uh, conduct in the wilderness. He's talking about the people of Israel now. For forty years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness and over uh, and over through seven nations in Canaan, giving their land to, to you know to his people as their inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them uh, uh, judges until the time of Samuel the prophet. So Paul is basically leading the people back, amen, to their historic route. He's tracking, amen, you know, what God has done, amen, in the life of his people and how his people, amen, have, you know, related to God. This is what Paul is doing as the, you know, the, the elders of the synagogue, you know, call for what? For an exaltation, you know, fellow brothers, if you have an exaltation, speak on. So here is where Paul began to speak. Remember, I said something, you know, uh, in one of the teachings that we're doing. I said, each each place that we go, amen, requires that we know what the Lord, amen, will have us say and how to communicate. Remember that the field is vast and the field is very unique. This is very important, all right? So at this point, Paul is trying to bring, amen, the, the Jew to the point, amen, of alignment, amen, by reconnecting them back to their history, amen, and trying to use their history, amen, to, you know, to, to bring them to see the things that the Lord, amen, will have them see, uh, you know, as he, as, as he engages them. And I think this is very strategic, amen. Bible says in verse 21, then the people asked for a king. Now he stressed, he stressed their journey to, you know, to Samuel, amen, who was the prophet. God gave them judges, amen, until the time of Samuel, who was a prophet. Then the Bible says, in during the days of Samuel, the people asked for a king and he gave them Saul, the son of Kish of the tribe of Benjamin, 
who ruled them for 40 years after removing Saul, amen, he made, not that, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want, amen. He will do everything I want him to do. You, you see some, you see, you see where Paul is driving this thing to, all right? He's driving this thing to a dimension, amen, of a heart relationship, of a heart, amen, you know, a, a communion, of a heart, amen, connection with, with God, amen, looking at David, amen, as an example, amen, of the kind of people, of the kind of nation, of the kind of leadership, of the kind of, you know, authority, if you will, amen, of the kind of representation that the Lord, amen, is looking for. Then in verse 23, he says, for this man, David, amen, descendant uh, uh, for, for this man's descendant god brought amen to israel through this man amen that's uh, david now let me okay let me just read he said for this man's descendants god brought amen to israel the savior jesus christ as a promise through david now you see how you know paul is connecting amen the the, the lineage amen of, of, of David, amen, to Jesus Christ. This is important because Paul needed to establish that Jesus Christ, amen, is the son of God and he came through, amen, the lineage of David. I mean, they can relate to David, they can relate to Abraham, they can relate to Moses, but when it comes to Jesus as a son of God, that becomes an issue. So Paul is using, amen, the concept of their belief, amen, their tradition, amen, to even teach, to preach to them, amen. History is very powerful when we understand history because there's a way that people People can distort history and many a times amen uh, uh, we have seen history being distorted because of people not really studying and knowing amen what truly happened all right so this is very important um bible says in verse 24 before the coming of jesus john preached repentance before the coming of jesus they know john john preached repentance and baptism amen of all of all the people of israel as john was completing his work he said why do you, why do you suppose or would you suppose that I who do you suppose that I am I am not the one whom you are looking for but there is one amen coming after me in whose sandal I am not worthy amen to untie I want you to understand amen how Paul I want you to see how Paul understood how Paul was able to trace amen the journeys of God amen with the people of God that I mean it it, it it brought the journey from the point where the people of God were in Israel how you know God raised Saul you know how he gave them judges amen then Samuel amen the people asked for you know uh, you know a king he gave them uh, um, Saul God removed Saul amen give them amen David amen now he say even this Jesus that you are rejecting amen came from the lineage amen of of david and 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 look at how you know paul had clarity he had an understanding amen of the things of god of the movement of god of the transitions of god amen uh, historically and spiritually and i think this is very very vital as we amen continue to look into how to deal with mission because we cannot speak about the things of god amen outside the context of how the people see outside the context of how the people reason we've got to know amen their the, the stand amen the, the, where they stand and how they think amen to be able to reach them
And this is what Paul is saying. Because if Paul had come through another, you know, means to preach to them, I'm sure they would have rejected. But there's a way, amen, that Paul began to introduce the word of God to these people historically, amen. And within this history, there are rich truth that they cannot even deny. He say, "Amen." Yeah, you guys sent, you know, to John. John said, "Look, I'm not the one that you're that you're looking for. I'm not the Messiah. Yes, I did certain things, but I'm not the Messiah. There's one coming after me. Amen. In whose sandal I'm not even worthy to untie." <clears throat> As John was completing his work, he said, "Who do you suppose that I am?" I am not the one that you're looking for, but there is one, amen, coming after me in whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. It is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. Then the people of Jerusalem and their rulers, amen, did not recognize Jesus, yet, amen, condemning him, they fulfill the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. They fulfill the word of the prophet that are read every Sabbath. In other words, Paul is saying, you guys read about this Jesus every day, amen, in your synagogue, you know. But guess what? Every Sabbath in your synagogue. But you still cannot relate to this man. You still do not understand that it's about this person. So basically, Paul is exposing the people, amen. He's exposing the people to the truth that is in Christ Jesus. Though they found no proper ground, amen, for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out, amen, all that was written about him. So, Paul is saying, you guys were basically an instrument, amen, to fulfill even that which has been written. The word of God, amen, needed to come to pass. And you guys were a good, amen, uh, uh, instrument, amen, in bringing to pass, amen, even the death, the sentence of our Lord Jesus Christ. When they, had, when, when they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in the tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days, it was seen. In other words, this is evidential. I mean, this is very important. So, Paul is not just dealing with the issues of, yes, we're going to cast out demon, we're going to raise the dead, and, you know, signs and wonder. But this man is an intelligent man, and he's using the power, amen, of his mind. He's using the power of truth. He's using the power of, of information. He's using the power, amen, of, of, of research and evidence, amen, to preach to the Gentiles. And we need to do that in our day. The Bible says in verse 30, but God raised him from the dead. And for many days he was seen by those, amen, who had traveled with him from, from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now, amen, his witnesses. Amen. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you this good news. This is what Paul is saying, verse 30, uh, 32. We tell you, amen, the good news. What God promised our ancestor, he has fulfilled for us their children by raising Jesus from the dead as it is written in the book of Psalm second Psalm you are my son today I have become your father God raised him from the dead so that amen we will never be subject to decay to corruption again as it as it is said I will give you the holy I will give you amen the holy and the sure blessings 
promised to David. So, amen, it is also stated elsewhere. You will you will not you will not uh, uh, let your holy one see corruption or decay. Now, when David had served God's purpose, now when David has served God's purpose in his generation, he fell. Remember, everything was connected to David. So Paul is saying, well, David served his generation. Amen. He fell asleep. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried amen, with his ancestors and his body decayed. So who is this guy that amen, he's talking about that he will not see decay? But the but you know but verse 30, uh, 37 but the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay even though amen, David saw decay David died and he decayed because earlier this person that we're talking about yes even though he came through a human lineage but he's not human it's God earlier who came to redeem man who came to die because there was no amen perfect sacrifice there was no amen uh, 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 you know sacrifice that is sanctified enough he had to come take the place of a man lived his life amen as a human being was crucified on the cross so that the father amen can accept the offering of the redemption of that is a huge huge amen uh, 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 declaration that paul amen is making here and I think that's something today that we all can stand. Because when you look at the things going on in the world, amen, there's one thing that they hate. And that is that the fact that Jesus died and he rose. And then you say he's God. How can he be God and the son of God? How can he die? There are religions that have challenged that. that if, if, if Jesus is God, I mean, can you kill God? But they don't understand, amen, the heart of humility and the heart of, you know, submission and surrender and the love and compassion that the, that the Father has, amen, for his own. He did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. He's not preaching to them. He's brought them to a point, a place where, amen, they cannot deny. Now he's preaching to them. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Through him, I want you to see the phrase, through Jesus, through him, through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification, amen. A justification, a, a, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. He brought, he brought them to a point and a place where they have no choice but to decide they're going to accept or reject through him everyone who believes is set free from every sin a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of moses take care that amen take care that what the prophets have said amen does not happen to you nice one in them look you scoffers wonders wonder and perish for I'm going to do something in your days that amen that you will never believe. And even some if and even if someone told you, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath, meaning that they began to develop an inquiring spirit. We want to know more about these things. Even though they've been reading, amen, the law. They've been reading the Torah. They've been reading, uh, 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 you know, the Old Testament, if you will, 
for years, for you know, for decades, they've been quoting this thing, but they never truly had a clear understanding and interpretation of what they were reading. And so Paul came, amen, and gave them clarity interpretation because it's from this point that people are able to what to decide are able to respond if indeed they are going to accept jesus or not and most time amen we we see all kinds of things we do all kinds of things in the name of preaching but we never really bring a clarity a teaching to the people where they're able to make a decision and i think this is a point a place where we all need to get to in our time in our day all right that is not enough just to preach all right you can preach what the people love, but your message is not resonating. Amen. You, the things that you're saying is not resonating. Amen. To, to the life of the people, to their condition. Amen. To where they are, to who they are. Amen. To their tradition is not speaking to the correctness. Amen. Of their life. All right. I, I, you know, many times we preach and people like what we preach because what we preach, amen, basically reaffirm what they want to hear. But it's not bringing them to a point and place where they're able to see their mistake, where they're able to see where they're wrong, where they're able to decide for themselves and say, no, I've been brought to a point that I cannot <clears throat> deny the truth that I've heard. And Paul was a man that was given grace. Amen. In this area. And I think we all, amen, need to look into things like this and begin to believe God to give us, amen, depth as we take time and study the word of God, as we take time, amen, in prayer, as we take time to, you know, to, to, to read the scripture, let's internalize the word of God. Let the word of God become part and parcel of our life, amen, so that when we go out there, amen, to witness, to speak, amen, or we're on the mission field or you, you're just, you know, hanging out with friends, amen. The way you speak and the way you represent, amen, the things of God should, should cause the people to think and say to themselves, listen, I think I have to change. So it's not enough just to preach by through our lifestyle. That's very powerful. But it's also important that when we open our mouth, the things that comes out of our mouth, the things that we say, how we represent the things of God, how we articulate the things of God, amen, should bring deep conviction to the heart of the people. Now, in in uh, I, I want to quickly read. Uh, um, now, let's 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 go to the book of Jonah. I, I just quickly want to you know highlight this for us to see the heart of God in terms of mission. Right? <clears throat> I don't know how you gave your life to Jesus. I don't know what happened. All right, to you. I don't know the story of your, your coming to the Lord, but I believe somehow, amen, in, 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 in the line of your salvation, somebody somewhere, amen, sowed a seed of prayer. Somebody somewhere preached to you. And even even, even if you went to a church, amen, to, you know, to, to finally, amen, give your life. I'm sure maybe somebody invited you, all right? Okay, the message touched your heart. You see, there's always a point, there's always a bridge of, of, of a person that connects, amen, to the point where you decide. It could be at school, amen. You could be among friends, all right. They invited you to maybe to a program or concert, all right? but whatever we do, amen, are done, amen, with the intention of reaching out of me of of you know, if you will, casting the net. Casting the net for somebody to be saved, for somebody to be redeemed. This is the heart 
And this heart, amen, this heart of the gospel is something today that has become uh, uh, um, almost extinct. We've, we've almost for, forgotten it. And, and I'm praying, I'm hoping that once again, we will, we will be awakened to the importance. Because listen, I could remember the first time that, you know, I was invited to a church. I was invited. The motive may, may, might have been wrong, but I was invited. Somebody played a role. That's the point that I'm making. Somebody played a role. And even if you decided to walk into a church by yourself, listen to this, somebody somewhere prayed. There's always something, amen, that somebody has done, amen, that laid, <clears throat> excuse me, that laid the foundation or that added to, amen, the investment of your salvation. Your salvation, my salvation, amen, are the investment of people, amen, in the place of prayer, in the place of, amen, uh, uh, you know, maybe coming to visit you, you know, asking, you, you know, th there is something that somebody did somewhere. My, my 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 question then today is are we doing the same to reach people you know it's easy for us to talk about you know god is doing something we want to you know uh, uh, be part of it but we are not really conscious of indeed what we are doing that when God uses you, amen, to touch somebody's life, are you really conscious of what, what that is or what, you know, the, the effect and the impact of that? Because I, I want us to see the heart of mission here. I want us to see, amen, the heart, amen, of reaching out to people. It can even be people that are saved, that have backslidden. But if you start praying for them, if you start, you know, uh, reaching out to them, maybe you visit them, you, you know, there, there's, some, there's a seed you can sow that can awaken somebody's heart. That can realign somebody, amen. That can bring somebody, you know, showing people love. Is one way of bringing them because at some point they're gonna, you know, ask questions. So why is this person showing me love? Why is this person doing this to me? Why is this person? You see, never think that what you do, amen, on behalf of people, amen, in the name of redemption or salvation or amen, is waste. Never. If you're praying for somebody that is not saved, continue to pray for them. If you're praying for somebody who has backslidden, amen, continue to pray for them. God has a way of using, amen, our grace, our giftings, our importunity, like he said, amen, in, in Luke 18. Our continuity, our persistence, as God has a way of using that, amen, to open the door to somebody's heart. To open the door, amen, to a community. To open the door, amen, of even of a church to truth. I've seen that. My point is God is very mission-minded. And you see how Paul, amen, and, and, and Barnabas took the gospel to, to, you know, to a Jewish community. A people who believe that they know they are the custodian. They are the, you know, uh, you know, the children of Abraham. And Paul began to unfold the truth to them. And they said, we'd like to hear this again. That's a good, that's a good work. We'd like to hear these things that you've said. But you see, they were deliberate. Paul, Paul and Barnabas were deliberate. Are you deliberate, amen, when you go out there? Even when you are trying to, you know, uh, go into business. You see, you can do business and still preach the gospel. You can, you, can, you can be in your school, amen, and still preach the gospel. 
You can, no matter what you're doing, you can still preach the gospel. And there are all kinds of ways and means today that is even more easier. The thing that, amen, we, we're not seeing today is the heart to preach the gospel because many of us are more, are more driven by, you know, trying to make money, all right? Maybe even trying to make friends, but not seeing, amen, that, hey, let me make friends with this person so that this person can actually come to the Lord. The one of the reasons today why Islam, amen, has become the fastest growing religion in the world. It's no longer Christianity. Don't let nobody fool you. Islam today is one of the fastest growing, you know, uh, and you see, and the reason for that is because at some point the church went to sleep. So now suddenly when persecution arise, okay, suddenly the church began to, hey, no, we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to do what we need to do. Yes. So we are always, you know, reactional. We are always reactionary in the church. We don't need to wait for a, you know persecution. We don't need the, the church to be shut down for us to wake up to our responsibility. We have been given a commission. We've been given a mandate. Go into the world and make disciples of our nation. Islam, amen, has taken that mandate to, you know, you know, they've used that mandate and everything that you see, when a Muslim go into any form of business, whatever, amen, at the end of the day is because. They want Islam to be propagated. To the point that the business they establish, the food business, they tell you is allowed. If it's not allowed, they're not coming there to eat. Come on. There are all kinds of things that even many of us as Christians, we have, we have surrendered to. Many of the spaza shops that are opening up amen, across South Africa. All the specials that are opening up by, you know, uh, uh, people from, you know, Pakistan or, you know, Bangladesh or, you know, guess what? Many of them are Muslim and they are promoting their Islam even through those special, special shops. I know because I've seen it. I met with some of them. I've chatted with some of them. Some of them amen, are, are Islamic scholars. Some of those special shops, they are Islamic scholars. You will see, they play their Muslim whatever there, and we still go there. We still buy. You see, we are not, we are not kingdom driven. We are not, you know, mission driven. Today, oh, everybody is just relaxed. That is why, amen, uh, Europe is being run over by Islam, and that's why Africa today is being run over. Look at what is going on across. Because the church has been sleeping. Right now that you know we were shaking just for a, a, a year and a half plus, people are going back to their normalcy. Life must just continue to you know in the normal way. You know, people are not even aware that hey, something is happening. We've been shifted. We've been we've been shaking. People want to go back to their normalcy, and I'm saying this with all you know with all you know compassion, but yet passion. There's a burden in my heart. When last did you speak to people, amen, and the last thing that, you know, uh, uh, you drop is Jesus loved you. Jesus loved you. Or when last did you speak to people and they, 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 they come back to you and say, please, could you pray for me? When last did you have this desire, amen, that whatever you're going to do, amen, today, I'm going to try to speak to somebody. I'm going to try to minister to somebody. We're more material earthly conscious than the souls of men. But I told you, amen, friends, God is mission-minded. Everything that God does is for the redemption of Christ came to this world to die. That's the, that's the ultimate of all, of all mission. 
and we have to look at this we have to understand this because this is this is the practicality of what we are reading it's not just about reading the book of Acts. amen it's about taking those principles taking the you know the standards that we see there and applying them to our lives When we go on mission, we're not just going, amen, like I said before, to extend, amen, the tentacles of our own church. No, but to make sure that we we reach the people in that field, amen, change their life, of course, through the power of grace, through the power of God, amen, and assist them to know that this is what God, amen, has ordained for them. God has a plan for them, eternal life they can have. They don't need to live in darkness and go to hell. This is the heart of the apostolic message. Go into the world. Make disciple. It's not an easy thing to make disciple. Making disciple is not just having you know, a crusade. You can have crusade in places. Amen. And as you leave. Amen. The people also go back to them. But when you make disciple, you have to live with them. Amen. You have to train them. You have to build. Amen. Schools and centers. You have to do things that will empower, develop. Amen. Equip the people. You have to be with the people at least for some few months or, you know, maybe for a few years. You have to watch the seed grow and mature. You see, that's what I'm doing here in South Africa. We're making disciples. It's easy to come and preach here and go back and go somewhere else. But you see, when you stay in a place, God wants, amen, the seed that, you, that you've sown to be guided, to be protected, amen. God wants that seed to mature. And God wants that seed to bear fruit. And out of that fruit, amen, you have other seeds that can be cast into other places. What am I saying? Jonah chapter, the book of Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah son of Amatiah, go to the great city of Nineveh. Nineveh is just across somewhere in Iraq there, somewhere there. Go to the great city of Nineveh. This Nineveh used to be a cross, you know, cross poly, uh, uh, a, a big city back in the day. It was a non-city. It was a very, you know, commercial, you know, a, a city. It was a very wealthy city. Nineveh, back in those days, amen, is like your New York. It's like your New York, yes. So go to the great city, amen, Nineveh, and preach. Listen to this. Preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. This is what the word of the Lord says. Go to the great city of Nineveh, amen, and preach, preach to the preach against, amen, the city. Why? Because their sin has reached me. But the point that I want to leave this morning is because I'm going to round up now. The Lord needed somebody to go to Nineveh, and He found Jonah. Okay, that Jonah decided to go to Tarsus is a different story but God needed to reach a place it needed somebody to go for him That's the, let's leave it there all the places that Paul amen, and Barnabas went remember it was the Holy Spirit that said separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the walk so the walk is the walk of the field the walk is the walk of one that will go I want to ask you friends 
In your walk, are you going for God? In your assignment, in your career, amen, are you declaring? Are you seeing things the way the Lord will have you see it? And are you, and are you declaring, amen, the gospel that will change, reform, transform the environment you've been sent into? You see, when God wants a, a people, a place, a city, a nation to be changed, to be, and God is interested, of course, in, in the salvation of, of nations. <clears throat> God is very interested. The Lord is very interested in the redemption of, of cities, of society, of communities. All right? In Psalm 2, he says, Amen. Uh, uh, ask of me, in Psalm 2, verse 8. Let's quickly look at that. I'm just trying to, you know, highlight this point again, that God is interested, amen, in your city. He's interested in your family. He's interested in your community, in the redemption of your community. Amen. Is 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 interested in the redemption of your province, of your state, of your nation, of this generation. Yes, this is the whole reason why Jesus Christ came. Amen. That that human may be redeemed, that we may be translated. Amen. From the from the life of the first man. Amen. The condemned man. Amen. And be translated into the nature or into the life of the second man, the last Adam. Yes. That is a heart of redemption that will be redeemed from the old nature, from death, amen, and hell, amen, that will be translated into the kingdom of his dear son. He said, ask of me, Psalm 2 verse 8, ask of me and I will make the nations, amen, your inheritance, the ends of the earth, your possession. Let's remind ourselves that when we ask of him, he will give to us. This is the heart of what we're preaching. We're dealing with missions here. We're dealing with mission. We must be mission. Amen. We, we must be men and women who are mission. Amen. Are, are, are oriented. Field oriented. And whatever you're doing, if it's not reaching God, the, the purpose of God, if it's not carrying out the purpose of God, then I'm, I can tell you it's a, it's, a, it's a waste. It's useless. You're running a business, whatever business you're running, you're running an you know an initiative, whatever initiative you're running, you're running a church, a ministry, all right, that cannot reach the society. Amen. That cannot reach the people. It's just waste. It's waste. It's, it's, it's of no use. And if what we're doing, amen, is designed to reach a people for God. Then how we carry out that thing, how we do that thing, amen, must be scrutinized, must be monitored, amen, by the Spirit of God. Because, amen, God always need an instrument. That's the point that I'm making. God always need a people, an instrument to reach the place he wants to reach. He needed to reach the earth, amen. He needed to, he, he, he had to come, amen, via his own son. You see? God always look for a bridge to connect to the next point, a next place he wants to reach. Your life could be the person. Your life could be the instrument that God, amen, We use this morning to reach somebody else. So why don't you make yourself available? You see, sometimes God wants to use us, but we don't make ourselves available. Some of us think, oh, we are not qualified. We don't have what it takes. That's a lie the enemy has put in your brain. Amen. Yes. Oh, I'm not. I'm not the kind of person. Of course, God uses. I mean, where God, where God can't find humans, to, He will use a donkey. Let's make ourselves available. 
Start by praying. If you don't, if you if you know you don't have the, the confidence and the boldness to do something, to go. In fact, if God asks you to go, He will give you the boldness and the confidence. But it's always good to start by praying. If you don't know where to pray, start praying for you know a nation. If you don't know how to pray for a nation, start start alphabetically order. Start from A, nations that are in A, until you reach you know you know the Z. Yes. Yeah, or start from, you know, your own country. We have to be mission-driven. We have to have a heart for nations. No matter how terrible, how bad. When we read things about nations, about society, let's develop the, the compassion to pray. Don't listen to things and watch things on the news and just say, Oh, wow, this is terrible. Let your heart be steered to pray. Let your mind, amen, be steered to say, God, what can I do? What can I do? Friends, this is the heart of this work. This mission, this work that we're doing, this office that I'm trying to build, this studio I'm trying to build, is for missions, nothing else. It's for mission. May not be used for something else that contradicts the purpose And if anyone have any other agenda, it's not of God. And this is why when we began this, I made sure that amen, it is the Lord that is stirring my heart to do it. Because it is dedicated to God. And everything that we do, let it be dedicated to God. Don't live your life for, your, for yourself. Leave it for the advancement of the purpose of God. Because listen to this. When you die, your family will cry maybe for the next one month. And after one month, they'll forget you. Life continues. So don't live your life, amen, just, you know, uh, for, for, to make money and, you know, just to prove a point to your family or to your friends. Oh, look, see what I have built. See what I have done. That shows how immature and how insecure you are. You cannot use things, amen, to boost your self-security. No. Your life must be secure in God. In the presence of God. I'm saying this because I know human beings. We've got to be able to amen, free ourselves from every frivolous attitude. From every selfish, carnal, amen, ungodly lifestyle. The Bible says that henceforth we should no longer live for ourselves. But for him. Who died for us. Go. To the great city of Nineveh. And preach against it. Because it's wickedness. Has come before me. Uh, I said, oh, Nineveh, what has God got to do with Nineveh? What has God got to do with what's going on. Amen, in, in America. In, in, in Europe. In Asia. You know, People make their own decision. You better believe that he has a lot to do. Because the people. Amen, belong to him. The, the nation belong to him. Amen. The earth belongs to him. So he is interested. Amen, in what's going on in the earth. And if people of the earth do not live in accordance to his standard, in accordance, it's like coming to my house, amen, and deciding, you know, to bring your own law and do your own thing. And you, but you're coming to live in my house. At some point, I'm going to tell you, but hey, wait a minute. There's, you know, there are rules and regulations here. There are things that, you know, uh, yeah, you, you can't just do your own thing. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Yes, he gave us the earth. 
And he told us how he wants us to live in this earth. We've polluted, we destroy it. You see, they, they can't even get one thing right. They talk about, you know, trying to save, you know, the earth from pollution. They can't even get that right. Why, why, why can't they get that right? Because they can't get their own life straight up. The same people who will tell you, okay, we're going to give, you know, we're committing billions, you know, uh, to, to, to save the earth, are the same people who are polluting the earth. They are the same people, amen, polluting the, you know, the, the, the atmosphere. You understand? They are just fooling themselves because, you see, that once the heart of man is not changed, there's nothing that man does that is right. But they don't want to hear that. They all met in Glasgow not too long ago. I think they just finished the, the you know, the, 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 the meeting in Glasgow. All saying that by, by 20th this, they're going to uh, cut down emission. By, they're all fooling themselves. They're playing games with themselves. Until the heart of man is reconfigured, until the heart of man is changed, until man, amen, turns to God, until the heart of man is redeemed, man cannot redeem the earth. And this is why God, amen, has called the church to be the voice of the earth. Father, we thank you. May we respond. May we know that, yes, you're interested in the conditions of the earth. You see, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up to me. We thank you, Father. We rejoice in you this morning that our life will bring pleasure and glory to your name. We thank you, Lord, because we believe that the truth that you have once again released into our space, into our heart, will bring us to the place of divine compliance. Help us to hear the cry of the nation. Help us not to become deadened and become disconnected to the things that is required in the place of change. We thank you, Father, this morning. We bless your name. May this word, O oh God, continue to help us to change, to adjust. May we see a prayer for a nation, a society, our government. You say we must pray for those in authority, yes. We pray for them. We pray, God, that they will turn to you. They will hear you. Give us a heart like Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Silas. Yes, help us to do what is required of us. Make us indeed a true apostolic agent, O oh God. Make us servants who will go for you, representing your voice and intention. We thank you. Grace, Father, this morning. Strength this morning. Knowledge, wisdom as we go out there. May we rest in your peace. May we find your rest and peace this morning. May righteousness lead us, O oh God. May we not be overburdened, O oh God, yes, by the pressures of the day. May we stand and see the salvation of our God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, once again, we are done this morning with this uh, morning's broadcast. We believe once again that this word, amen, has brought clarity and direction and, of course, has challenged us. May the word of God continue to position us where we can respond precisely, amen, to the intentions of God. So once again, thank you everybody for joining this morning. Hope to see you again soon by God's grace, hopefully tomorrow. 
Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.